Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all Greetings. of humanity. This is Parisha, your host of Windows in Your Mind, and we're looking forward to sharing a lot of very interesting and motivating things to help your year get off to the right start and a good kickoff. I appreciate each and every one of you that are actually following on Facebook and uh, giving some very good response. I'm not real sure why some of you are confused as to how to actually send in your interest and uh, your uh, particular critiques and stuff of the things that we're teaching. But on the radio station's webpage, there is a fan page. And if you have actual stuff that you would like us to do, or Jules and the other particular hosts of their different programs to know, this would be where you would do that. If you're communicating some of your direct questions directly to me, then please go to my webpage, and that would be ven.parisha. And then we can get to actually answering and doing some uh, back-and-forth communications. Meanwhile, let's talk about what's actually going on and where we're all at and how wonderful things have come around to where we're um, in a place that we can, at at least in this time, while we're waiting for the presidency uh, to become stable and the swearing-in and all of that other stuff that's going to happen, we can definitely get to that. But uh, right now, like I said, just us looking at what we've got to do and the who we are and what, what each, each one of our contributions are. Let's talk about the fact that we need to live up and walk our talk. And I, I do this a lot, and some of you said that, you know, they need me to be aware that maybe I'm being a little bit too heavy on this, and I appreciate that. Listen, you know, that's your reality, and I appreciate that. But I feel as long as we're still having the resistance that's creating, obviously, some snags in the energy field, then I want to keep speaking to it. And, beloveds, be patient with me because I will continue to speak to it. And that's actually us resolving the division that has happened between many of our spiritually practicing and uh, 
our spiritual practitioners, those who are out doing the work and doing the service, okay? That was a very anti-Trump and very pro-Hillary and so forth and not, okay? Let's come back to what the energy field that we live in and we create is all about. Okay, so we all are aware that we live the reality of how we think. So if we keep making all the objections and pointing up all of the foolhardiness or foolishness that we may feel Trump is doing, okay, and not representing what we want him to, we're feeding that. So we're going to put more charge on the ineffectiveness of that or the harm of that, okay? So we know that, those of us who know that. So when I'm going running through different things on the Facebook and that, and I still see you know, a lot of people taking sides here and actually not moving forward or now putting their energy to making it all work better, you know, which is what it's going to take all of us, okay? Then I wonder just exactly how you have fallen off of focus here and why are you not looking at the fact that you're putting your energy to the turbulence instead of to the harmony, okay? So it isn't about our, our particular maybe favoritism to one or the other or our likes or dislikes of that person or even, you know, our, our really feelings of not feeling good about one or the other of them. It's okay. But we're greater than that. We have studied much more than that and we understand the reality of what comes of that so we would not be participating in anything that fed the turbulence or took it to where we don't want it to be. So at this point, with all of, all of the confrontation that has gone on and the objections and everything else, we're in a place of where we know now that through vote and consensus, Donald Trump's our new president and that he's soon to come up for the inauguration and so forth. Okay, we need to be responsible, awakened people. And we all know and have seen and obviously, the man has demonstrated that he needs to get a little bit more polished and actually begin to represent a country, not just his own particular profile or thoughts on something. And in doing that, we need to send the energy out that actually allows that to come to reality. So criticizing him to going against him, being anti-him or whatever. That, that is not going to help our country, nor what we want and expect of this whole unfolding. And surprisingly enough, you know, especially in the indigenous sense of elders, they, they all predicted and everyone's prophecy was that he would make it and that there will be good and very powerful changes made. So I take heart in that. And then along with that, just recently talking to a great gathering of what I would consider uh, Asian and especially Chinese uh, seers and oracles. They brought up that his inauguration takes place when we're coming into the time of the rooster. So this is the year of the rooster. Well, I, when I heard that and, and in discussion of that, I just kept, found myself continuing to smile because here's the pompous rooster, you know, the, the 
actually demonstrating some of the arrogance and the egotistical polish and so forth and on that the rooster has over the hen house. Okay, and in looking at that, it can almost be comical because we have seen that happen. Yes, I totally agree with you and everything that we saw, that Hillary obviously is the more polished politician and can deliver the message in a particular manner of presentation that we have all come to say is the better way, okay? It's more professional, it's more whatever, whatever. And, of course, with Donald, he blows his mouth, he says things that we feel would not be socially polite or whatever. And, you know, there's been a lot said about that. And, and okay, so the man plays straightforward and deals very arrogantly uh, out front. And, yes, I believe that that will have its own tempering and seasoning that takes place because the man has not been a politician. Remember that. He's been a businessman. And if you've not worked with very high-powered and very wealthy business people, you would find a lot of what he, how he represents himself very distasteful. Okay, so yes, he has to change that role model and actually come to being a very good spokesperson and presenting it in the way that we have come accustomed that is a very professional, political manner of, of carriage, personal carriage of himself, okay? So in doing that, I come back to us. Each one of us, regardless of how he may fumble this or that, or how you may not like how he said something, okay? We have to be responsible for what we contribute to the overall of this. And so we have to pull it together. We, we, we actually create the bigger field, if you can just grasp that. We, we create the bigger, more powerful field. So I kind of am very cool with the fact that the man is twittering. I wish that all presidents, I know Obama twitters too, and so do a lot of the senators in that. So I don't know why it's become such an outrageous discussion that Mr. Trump should not be doing that, uh, other than we probably you're finding that people are not agreeing with what he's saying more than that he's twittering, okay? But I like the fact that there's this instantaneous in-the-face communication, the A-B process of communication, that he's talking directly to the people and that the people are talking directly back, okay? This is a good thing. And in, in it, let's look to saying that we win more with sugar than we do with vinegar and not be so not deal with the things with animosity and criticism but to actually present it in our own political polishedness of how to have him look at things and see the bigger picture okay we can do that that's up to you and I and so basically being supportive nurturing to actually giving recognition okay what we want to do is promote and be very uh, outspoken and, and uh, excited about the things that is done that we do think a lot of and we see going in the direction of which we need. And playing down the heavy criticism and the actual making everything wrong that the man says or nothing that he does approving of it. Okay, we need to change that. We. We do. All right. And so then we have to come back to what have we learned and what do we know of energy? What do we know of thinking and what thinking does? You know, then when we do that, then we have to act accordingly. 
And I think that once we start doing that, we stop feeding the propaganda and all of the negativity. We'll find that things settle in and things will begin to move in the positive part of the year of the rooster. And that's with great confidence. A lot, lot of what's seen as arrogance or just aggressive, egotistical mannerism is, is confidence. You know, some people see confidence as definitely untasteful. I see confidence as very rewarding, and I realize that it makes me respect the person more. And I and the rooster also will be straightforward. Okay, well, I've dealt so long. I mean, my work in humanitarian service and everything is over. You know, I'm going 60-something years here. I'm used to hearing the opposite of what I want to hear. I'm used to hearing people talking from where they're at and and in most cases especially in the early part of all this nobody was on the same page with me I was already in quantum physics 60 years ago okay and so back then everybody thought what was being said was outrageous it's that new age it was crazy people you know what I mean so we were the villains then but right now you know we need to look at what we have learned and what has unfolded with that so we know that what we put out is actually going to resonate and broadcast and move into all areas of the universe. Well, how, how do you do that by complaining and criticizing, tearing down somebody and judging them? You know, every scripture speaks to judge not. Okay, well then we need to really take some serious uh, stop change here. Okay, and looking at that, now that all is said and done, and we're all in the place to where this is how it is, and this is where we're going, that we begin to pull all of our resources to the same goal, and that's to a better world and a greater humanity. So it's up to you and I. We have a major role here. Let us respond with that, with the ability to be exactly what we've learned and what we know. And then we become the leaders that will actually lead the progress that we're saying we can have. So in the year of the rooster, look up the rooster and see all of the beautiful, uh, actually the diplomacy of social uh, involvement and everything. I mean, everything that the rooster is, and this being the year of the rooster, is right on time. So we definitely want to look up the Chinese calendar and get very well informed with that and actually seeing some of what we would consider the shorter side of the rooster's gifts that we've already seen some of that yeah you know, it's like i said i found it so humorous it's like okay i see that you know this is a, like you know prophecy unfolding so let's be on the same page with it and let's look at all that we can bring to it and beloveds you are all teachers we all have something to give Remember the point that I make all the time is that each of us have a fingerprint that is like no other living human being on the planet. So you have been given something unique and only that you serve and that you bring to the whole of whatever is going on. And let that be with, with most urgent change and progress now, beloveds to returning to the non-judgmental and the full act of harmony, to emphasize that which we 
truly want to see humanity and our world return and come to, okay? And I make that appeal to all of you. As I said, you're all teachers. You all have a message. So let us begin to do that in a way that is loving and kind and respectful, definitely respectful. This is going to be the president of our country. Let us all make sure that that represents what we want it to. The other part of it is that numerology, those of you who work with numerology, I love numbers. Actually working with the mathematics and the sacred sacred geometry is very much a part of my native roots. And I know that in all of that, it's showing that what is, what is in the midst and what is coming is all very positive and powerful. Yes, there will definitely have to be changing of the old ways, okay? The old ways have been in, in a process for so long, beloveds. Like anything, it's going to have its levels of corruption. And when you have the kind of wealth that this particular level of people have, you start going through some of the id and some of the what we would consider the darker side of things. People who have extreme wealth in that sometimes can get led down that very easy. So they do get involved with different particulars on our earth that we all would like to have come to a better place. And one of those things for me is human trafficking and finding out how far reaching into the world powers and the people of powerful authority, how much some of them are involved in this. And because I work in it, that's been what my focus has been for close to 10 years now. In our world and understand how could that how could that come to be and actually have to deal with my own uh you know uh, ability to judge or have you know determine make a determination of what this person is or isn't or whatever and realizing then i'm feeding the harm of it then i have to come to having the willingness to see compassion and understanding and humanness and then taking it to the higher level of which i want it to go so, you know, we, we all have to look at the fact that everybody is not so much just who the public image is and that as we're looking at who we're calling our leaders, especially how we have come to be a country, we have had great deceptions, we have become very corrupt. And unfortunately, the game of the world powers deals with a tremendous amount of deception and corruption. So we are needed. We, the light workers, we, the energy people, are needed. And we have to be focused on what we're doing in order to be the strength in the field. Okay, and for that, Lynn, like I said, I'm very grateful for every one of you who listen to our programs and realizes that our beautiful Jules, with every effort she makes, she moves to bring the truth and the light to the world in our, our law of attraction work that we do here so we all need your support so do support our radio do let people know what we're doing and then like I said there we have some wonderful hosts and I hope that you're listening to a lot of Jules's stuff she's always right on the minute so let's just keep things in perspective and then we start seeing 
what we want to see. And in numerology, it's saying that there will be some great financial changes, which we are already seeing. And as far as myself, the involvement I have with many of the higher levels of senators and government figures, we're already in the process of knowing that there are some things that are coming into change that will actually make this a more prospering world and that small business and individual businesses will have a greater outcome, okay, as we start seeing laws change and things change that have to be looked at that have been ineffective, and we have to be honest about that and move forward. So we're seeing in numerology prosperity is going to be one of the major uh, outcomes of this year's energy field. So like I said, begin to plan on the best of things and begin to reach and focus on that. And then we look at all of the other wonderful things that are happening in our world, and that's looking at the fact that the very seasons are changing and the, the earth herself, just like we're going through these particular emotional things, the earth and, and the particular weather patterns that we're accustomed to are changing. So change is involved in every, every molecule, okay, so that we, we want to begin to be comfortable with change. We want to begin to let change in itself demonstrate the outcome of what it's all about and why it is. Because in most cases, we're not that well informed on all the things that are going on. So then we hurry up and make a spur-of-the-moment opinion or judgment. And here we're actually maybe judging something that we're very familiar with in as much as we understand energy and its outcome, cause and effect, okay? So when we're looking at the weather changes in the earth, I have people constantly calling and talking to me because they know that I work with those elements. And it's like they're asking, so what can we do to stop this? What can we do to divert that? This, you know, going on, and it's like... First and uppermost, we need to understand that the planet is a living entity herself and that in that she has her own evolutionary patterns and courses that she follows as well. And that, yes, we're part of that, but only if we're willing to be totally in it. Because then when we start making this wrong, not approving of this or that, then we become in the field of resistance, which then becomes the turbulence. So, you know, appreciating every beautiful day that you have, appreciating uh, the change in weather patterns is allowing you to understand that you yourself in all of the very phases of how we evolve as a being, you know, you're, you're involved in that. And this is for all of us. And then, you know, it's a good time, and I've been doing a lot of teaching with this because the elders actually are kind of, you know, focusing very heavy on this now, is we have to understand the value of life as well as the transition of death. And that we have to understand we don't end. The body stops. The body expires. The body is no longer the way that the being actually needs to express itself or be a part of. I mean, for myself, even as a child, I, I can recall days and times of wonderment, just absolute joyful wonderment of the spring coming or, you know, the 
rains of spring and the storms and the lightning and everything. And then, you know, just being involved and being on site with some earthquakes, actually feeling the power of the earth herself in that movement. And, you know, people, I, you know, I go out in the rain. I go out in the wind. I go out in the storm where other people usually run in and close the doors, the windows and everything. I go out in it. I, I feel the charge and I feel the electricity that's in the air. And uh, I love the rain. One of the prayers that I say and have said all my life was taught by, you know, my elders was, I love the rain. It is my grandmothers and grandfathers washing me, cleansing me, healing me, nurturing me. And, and uh, I, you know, the prayer goes on and it talks about all of the elements charging new life and giving us life and, and all the things we need to have this beautiful life. And, and to know that the more we focus on our life being beautiful, and listen, you know, I, I truly understand that crisis can sometimes push people over the edge and make them begin to look at how they do look at things. But we can do this without the urgency of the crisis. We can do this from the love. We can do this from the actual presence and acknowledgement of the greater being that we call by many sacred names that's actually interacting with us all the time. I don't know where you're at in your studies, and some of you are still very much attached to some of your particular early childhood and uh, religious bases, and I don't have any, I'm not making a negative of that by no means. But to think about, and I, I wonder how many of you have ever heard Dr. Bruce Lipton actually talk about his awakening of how he come to understand God exists and that there is a God. Because as a scientist, he saw himself very much an atheist and uh, definitely not believing in a supreme and powerful intelligence that is involved in part of it all. And he talks about the fact that how science has come now. His studies basically was in biology. He does very much a lot of teaching these days on the brain, but biology was pretty much his his professional field of teaching. And uh, so when you get into the biology, the actual physical part of the spirit energy level of what we are, you have to begin to see how absolutely magnificent our bodies are. The mechanism that goes on in order for us to just do the simplest thing, like lift our hand or, you know, move our foot or shake our head or anything, just to think about what the body has to do to do any of that. We often, I find people understand their computers better than they understand their body. Yet there's such a likeness that one could see the similarities in it because it's intelligence. And so basically in life too, I, like I said, I was in awe of everything. I'm 75 years old going into my 76th year and I'm still in awe. I, I, there, I would say most of the time I still feel like that child that's still just looking in, in absolute wonderment and and awe at things. You know, I take none of it for granted. No matter how many times the results come and I see what the results are, 
and and it's been many times that those same results come you know the outcome is the same I'm still in awe of that in fact I'm in awe that it is the same you know I I can't take any of that for granted or it, none of it becomes mon, you know mundane to me I still look at it with such excitement and I still feel the the spark of that joy to see it works it's real you know this does happen you do what it says to do and it happens and so to just begin to deal with the fact that your thoughts are determining everything that you call life I mean you know it sounds simple enough doesn't it okay and all of you who are out there working and exploring in this you know it's not simple to do okay and you know that you'll get into it and you'll actually do the exact process and everything and you'll get this wonderful result and then you go you poop it's gone you, you go back to doing whatever these insanities are and then you come to realize okay I'm really not doing the process anymore I'm not doing the practice I'm not maintaining control and awareness of exactly what I'm thinking and of course when we go into that state of just automatic whatever the randomness is what I call it we see the turbulence and then we say well, why would I stop doing that it worked you know and then you get back on board and you start doing it again so it I had was working with a group of uh, I wouldn't say they were young people because they're over all, all of these people were over 35 that had gotten into either prescription addictions on drugs or had picked up you know some kind of social drug that they were doing but found out in the long run that they you know they needed it every day and so we just began to discuss that and then I loved it because like there had to be like about 27 of them and out of that a good eight or ten of them were into reading all of the wonderful material that I read on the mind and you know quantum physics and so forth and on and into the spiritual concept of that and they all began to talk about you know once they got into actually realizing that they had become whatever it is that they think and then they just started watching and made their point of focus just observing themselves in thinking and every one of them said they were appalled they were absolutely horrified at what they were thinking and actually was questioned like where did that come from what you know whatever would I be thinking like that for you know I wouldn't hurt anything I don't wish anybody any bad you know I where, where would I get such greedy self-centered or ugly just negative ugly opposition and thoughts and stuff and it's like then then like they said they they would begin to actually act upon it on themselves so they would actually begin to at this point of it actually act, carry on and act in judgment of themselves well beloveds judgment is judgment self-judgment isn't any healthier than push putting judgment on something else so in our discussions and everything just and I just took myself out of the role of being what I would consider the monitor of the group and allowing these people to do the exchange themselves and talking to the unknowing ones about what they had learned and everything and watched how wonderful and very fruitful and impactful the conversation was going.
you know. And then it went from not just being about their addiction, but then their emotional dramas and their emotional addictions and relationships. And I mean, it just went on. We all know it goes to full gamut, okay. And so basically they were finding themselves, as they talked, identifying areas that were what they considered, you know, too significant to re really review. And by that they meant it was too hurtful or it was too powerful or it was too common for them to give as much attention to resolving that as was needed, as well as it, those are the harder ones to resolve. But then we did some practices, which was brought up by the, the group of those who was reading and learning the spiritual values, and they wanted to do a little practice of just sitting for like 60 seconds, only 60 seconds, and just letting yourself observe and be watchful of what you begin to think. And then they, when you come out of that, they asked you to journal what that was, and then they asked people to go in. They did this for like about five minutes. And then they asked the people to just read the journal, you know, read what you wrote. And what would you, you know, and then the one girl went to, or one lady at this point, went to the board and actually drew a category of about six things and asked people to actually choose the one closest to what their particular understanding is of the type that they are. And I watched how hesitant people were to actually label themselves negative, critical, or you know, all of the things that all of us want to not be, okay? And so, the, but as they kept looking for one or the other that would settle for them being, you know, observant or whatever, they were looking for something better to say about themselves. And this woman was right on it, you know, because she gave them only about 20 seconds to do this and they hadn't done it, you know. And she said, so when you know who you are, you only need a split second to call it out on one of these selections. When you don't know or you're avoiding, when you are totally appalled and not understanding how you could possibly be anything other than perfect, you're not going to be able to select any of them. And realizing how many in the room, after hearing it, just started laughing. You know, it's like we laugh sometimes when we it's better than crying, right? And so... Everybody started realizing what they, and then she said, let's take, let's at least take a positive door out of the space and let's, let's change it. Let's say what we're going to make it instead. And now I want you to do the same process. Take 60 seconds to see it the way you want it to be now. And at the end of it, I just watched how the auric field and the energy of each one of these people had changed. And each, each of their auras had come to such a beautiful place. And I watched how people, the, the relaxation, the comforting that they felt in that and with each other. And, and how much immediately the need was to get up and hug each other. And I watched all of the students who had studied all of this actually realize as they were watching the new students or the new learners step into this they could see where they need to be stronger and more focused. And they all shared that, that in this, it was not just about being the one that knows and does, but actually seeing 
as they're saying how it is to be to you know to come to be they are also seeing where they had weakened or how they had diverted or totally gotten off focus so we we all understand that don't we we all understand that we once we apply it and we see it works and and I know this perplexed a lot of the great teachers that I talk to in that because I'll say to them you know how do you deal with the fact that people do the discovery and it works and then they come back to you and they're saying you know you hear you hear the story start and you realize they're off focus they're they're not in practice and they all say the same thing it's you know it's just the patterns that up and down pattern you know the peaks and the troughs of life that they go back into and it's all within our control you know this is what we can't forget that it's all within our control and that we can make it or we can just let it fail when we begin to realize that failure is not negotiable here that we want the better results it takes a tremendous amount of discipline focus and commitment as well as conviction to actually become the talk to actually walk the very essence of the knowledge and wisdom that you've learned it's called walk your talk and even in the best of situations with that just as i brought up earlier about the election and all that happened across the world regarding this particular you know election i i had wonderful people that i've worked with throughout their growth in that that i realized was doing magnificent things and had come to a great awareness of their own gifts and stuff that actually went into the separation and division of pro and con against and you know so forth and on and it's like okay why are you listening to the game why are you actually participating you know in the darkness by choice you're actually allowing all of the ludicrous and insane stuff that's going on you got involved in it you you got you know addicted to that i realized a couple of times going on the facebook of some of the people who i am speaking about and watching some of the stuff that they're publishing and it's like they can't see it they can't see that they are going into opposition and separation they you know they are the ones we are the ones that that know that have the responsibility then to respond with the ability of holding it together making it happen and we can't do that when we choose sides and so in all of this you know in ourselves when we determine that this is the level of comfort or the actual level of abundance and prosperity like i I really have another time we'll talk about the actual principle of abundance but beloveds abundance is the only principle of life scarcity is what we make of it in our ignorance and our limitations the abundance is is present everywhere everywhere you cannot look across a horizon at the sunset the sunrise you can't look up at the sky or the stars or or look at a beautiful tree or look at a delicate flower look at anything pick up a handful of sand and let it run through your fingers there's no place that you can look that you don't see the actuality and truth that abundance is all that exists there is no scarcity there is no poverty and then you 
begin as I do to work in areas to where definitely these are the labels that exist uh, in these particular situations. And it's like, no, I can't buy into that. Well, neither can you sit and listen to propaganda and and uh, the ringmasters building the momentum and propagandas and things that set you off course. You just don't listen to it. You know, people, I, everywhere I would go, people would say, did you see this? Did you see that? You know, have you heard this? Did you hear so-and-so and everything? It's like, no, it's not my interest. It's not who I am. It's not what I do. You know what I'm doing? I'm asking that the best that humanity needs will come. I'm putting every effort I have to actually being there that as it unfolds and as it moves, that the greater wisdom will serve. Not my emotional drama, but the greater wisdom. Okay, and then that's what I do in everything in my life, with every person in my life, with with every goal and with every particular that I want to have the certain outcome for. All the projects that I do. And, uh, recently I was challenged by someone that says, if you do this because you love it, why do you give it such an indifferent reflection like project? And so I'm, yeah, I'm journaling about that now. It's like, okay, I don't know that I have defined project as indifference. You know, and I now I'm redefining or researching all of the energy and the reality of what the word project means. I mean, I see it as a beginning and an end, so it's a project. I realize that here it is, I've walked into it at this point, and this is where I'm going to take it, and then I'm finished, you know. So I see it as a beginning and an end, which I know is all of, is actually the mathematics of energy. So I'm looking at that because it's like, okay, I believe that Creator talks to me through all the beloveds. So it doesn't matter who walks up to me and says anything, I listen, because I realize something is being communicated. Now, it might not be something I agree with. It might be something that actually is teaching me how different my perspective on that is. I don't see it as all bad or, you know, it's telling me I'm bad. It's actually saying, you know, have you thought of it this way? So, I mean, that's where I'm going with it. And and with everything else that I do with what I do call projects, I don't go into the people who are working with me will sometimes say, you know, I know that we're dealing with severe poverty. And I'll tell them, you know, maybe this isn't a project you should be on. And they're saying, uh, I don't understand. I really feel like I could do some good service here. And I says, how can you be of good service, whatever good means to you, when you've already judged it? And then, then, you know, I take them through where I want them to work with me from. And I don't see poverty. I see people that are in circumstances that they have not had any other introduction to or they've had no education or a different perspective on. Because see, if we are human in my eyes, being human means that I am a child. I am the direct effect from whatever the supreme or the most magnificent and the greater intelligence or just the source. You know, every scripture I've studied, and I've studied the world's theology, I mean, I've studied every religion and have gone and been a participant or an observer in them. But they all say that. 
that we are the children in some way of their own, but that we are the children of the Creator. And as the children of the Creator, I can't make anything wrong. You know, I, I would live as I believe the Father is, the Mother is, and that would be nurturing with compassion and bringing the good of what I know that can have influence or actually affect an outcome. So if I'm already saying that there's poverty, then I've already connected to the negative, haven't I? But if I go and realize that there are people here who have not had the extent of understanding or training or schooling and education or even the introduction to, uh, you know, the possibility of a, a different solution and a different outcome. And in all of that, then I begin to see how I can be of assistance here, not by judging them and making something less of them, but by realizing that there is something that I've learned that they don't know that I can share, that there's something, you know, that, and, 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 it, and what I've had to learn in all of this, and I hope all of you beautiful teachers are taking this very serious is you cannot help people who do not want to be helped. Hard lesson, isn't it? Because we, when we have such evidence of what we call the better life or the more abundant life, we just want everybody to have it. You just, you just, what you've learned, you want everybody to know. And then we get silly, don't we? Then we begin to push very hard and try to make everybody understand that, you know, this is the way and this is what they have to do and everything instead of just spending time with them at whatever point that they do understand. And I've actually had different team members that started out, you know, for the first time working with me on a project and that. And after we're there, I mean, they want to walk right in and start slamming doors and breaking down walls, and, you know. We're going to sit and involve ourselves in their everyday life. We're going to become a part of them. And it's, it's not an easy trek, and I know that. But in everything that I do, it helps me become the focus that I know I have to hold. And, you know, to make judgment of a situation is to actually create the situation. And as what I've learned in all the sciences I'm studying, we create the polarity that way. If we believe that we have, that we're love, and that we have to go do loving things to change the hate, okay, we have created the hate through the polarity of believing that we are the love that changes that. So we, this gets into some pretty tight stuff, doesn't it? It gets into places to where you say, okay, yeah, but then, you know, then there's reality. It's like, yeah. Okay, you know, and, and I'm not unaware. The reality is I'm not, not, not aware that there are people hungry here. I'm not, you know, I'm not closed or totally unaware that there are people who, you know, could have greater health here. But I understand that that is something that I'm coming with teaching, that something I'm coming with some solutions, you know, and that these beloveds will make a decision of whether or not they want to change that. I'm not deciding they have to change that. Do they want to change that? Do they, do they understand that they have the option and can actually have it different? Do they even understand that? 
Because see, beloveds, most of them don't. That's the whole change that you bring. In, in years past, I was working with counselors and people that were working with children's programs. And, you know, they would jam-pack these programs with what they would call summer camp and that. And these young people were running hysterical to stay on schedule from morning to night. And it's like, okay, all that they're experiencing at the end of the day is frustration and exhaustion. And it's like, so, you know, first and uppermost, are we at all aware of what are their expectations? What would they like to see happen, you know? And if we then see that they don't even know what to ask for because they really aren't aware at all of whatever it is that we can do, we can give them the suggestions of what that is and then let them know that if none of that sounds interesting, then share some of what they think. And then the programs all become very successful because everybody was getting what they want. We wanted to help these children have a better time, and the children told us how that they would like to have that done. Sometimes they, they didn't feel that, you know, something greater than some little small thing could actually be theirs. And once you see the particular level of acceptance they can experience of what life is, then you can take them to greater places. Yes, you can. You can offer them greater probabilities. But, you know, to uh, here's the principle that I live by, to never be against, but to put every bit of energy that I have, every everything that I have learned, every value that I hold toward what I want. And in doing that, you meet people and you meet situations at their own level wherever they're at under whatever conditions that may be happening and and I find that so many times when I go into these areas I watch wonderful wonderful generous people I mean that really really work hard at it that come in and believe that these people are godless or you know, that these people are working from an evilness or whatever. And this is especially true of some of the religious projects. And it's like they they don't really liberate these people. That does not liberate anybody. That it's when you begin to just come to be with them at where they're at, they begin to trust you then. Then then they then they're okay with that because you have not walked in and said, okay, in order for me to eat, you're going to have to cook this. In order for me to sleep here, it's going to have to be this way or that. Or in order for me to help you, you have to do this. It doesn't work. And it's only temporary fixes and people won't, it's only temporary because people do it under suppression. And so basically to meet anything to where it's at is to un come to understand it. And then to understand what, if anything, you have to contribute to a greater charge, a, a greater gift of whatever that is. So, and even in the state of sickness, I remember very much because, you know, I had two wonderful weeks with Mother Therese. And, and one of the things that I had a very hard time with was the stench that I, what I call the stench of the people's sores and, and all of the things, all the dressings and things that had to be changed in that. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for rubber gloves and, and ways to separate myself from it. And watching her 
Never, never a pair of rubber gloves. Never any concern that she was touching something that could infect her or harm her. Never making any one of them feel that they were contaminant or dirty or diseased or anything. She hugged them and she nurtured them and she attended their wounds and, and uh, healed their pain with just absolute acceptance of being with them, being in whatever their situation was. And I learned from that. I watched that and realized that I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed of myself. You know, just so, totally taken back with, it's. you know, I'm thinking about all of this and allowing this to actually get in my way. And, and uh, one of the women that was working there had actually said, after a while, you don't smell it anymore. And seeing mother turn around and look at her and say, if that's your focus, you will always smell whatever it is you think it should smell like. But if you come to truly heal, you'll only smell the sweetness of the care that you're giving. And I have made that my law. And I live by that and realize that, you know, sometimes when you first start to do something or go in on some of these projects, sometimes the stuff that you're looking at is pretty extensive and definitely, you know, in another category than where you live or where I live. And I realize I can't start from where I live. If I want to be where I live, I need to go back there. If I'm here and I feel my calling is to be here with them, then I have to be with them. And then that begins to help me understand. And it doesn't just mean that you have to go out here and get involved in devastating situations or whatever your words are, you know, some of the more horrendous challenges of that. You can begin that with just working with children that have the need for nurturing and understanding that there are other probabilities in life. You can do that with women who have been in situations and relationships to where they're with very angry partners and have had a lot of physical uh, abuse. You know, you going into that, you never go in pompous and better than them. You have to meet them where they're at and you have to look deep inside of you to make sure that that's what you're doing. Uh, in working in, in one of the projects, there's a gentleman that had come, a young man, who had taken up the ministry and was finding himself uh, starting to use different, I don't know, stressors or whatever, and realize he'd become addicted to them. And one of the things he had said and he would share is the scriptures that would talk about the life of Jesus Christ and how he had gone amongst the people and healing and how even with his each of his disciples, he had called them to come to a life different from what they normally lived. And that wherever he went, he become part of that community as as one of the community. And he, you know, was grasping very quickly as I worked what he was seeing me do. And, you know, it's at that point, beloveds, that you become aware of the progress you're making. And it's you watching yourself and the transformation of what that is to you. And it, you know, I, somebody had asked me, you know, why don't I make recordings and, 
uh, actually do, you know, give CDs on this. And I says, because each situation is individual. One CD would not be the answer to anything. You know, taking it where I'm at, taking it where they're at, meeting them exactly where they're at and the oneness that that has to bring. That can never be a particular process on a CD because it changes and it's different each time. And I'm different each time. Where I'm at with it, my reaction to it and everything else is different. You know, I, I've watched how if I'm like really doing a lot and very active and, you know, I feel very charged. I, I go in with a far brighter perspective. But if I'm going in because, you know, there's been a number of things, this or that's been a big drag on my time or whatever, I realize I go in more serious and looking at things in a more, you know, critical or needy way. And then that takes some of the vigorous vitality out of it. So I've, I've learned about myself and realized what I have to do before I walk into the situation and put my case on somebody. You know what I mean? All these people are looking for to learn and to understand, and I have to be willing to get in touch with how they can understand it. So I can't go in there like me. They're they're not from the way I live, you know. So do we have to be aware of that in everything we're doing, whether it's our view of who's going to become our president or, you know, what particular level of compassion and humanity do we want to work with? And always because you know, like I said, we're all teachers, that you know something that you accept and trust that you know something that's going to help the situation. And that that something is not what you're going to give them, you'll only make them dependent. But that that, what you're doing is you're going to show them there is this other wonderful way that it can be done. And that there's additional information that they have now learned. And so life becomes all good things. And with that, beloveds, I'm going to have to check out here because our hour is up. And I want you to know this has been great for me. I'm very glad to be talking to you. And please, you know, this definitely I'm interested in what you've got to say. So check out the Facebook and that's V-E-N dot and Parisha, As well as the fan page right here on our Law of Attraction site. So please bring your voices and your thoughts back. Meanwhile, know that you're love, that you give love, and that you emanate love, and that love is the only answer. Meanwhile, experience all good things. This is Parisha, your host of Windows in Your Mind. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time, so I say to you, Olama Liaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com, C-O-M, slash forward, and it's V-E-N, period, P-A, period, 
R-I-S period H-A. And make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff and I look so forward to that. So until then, know we are blessed. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.